Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. If you're looking for more purpose, more passion, more joy in your life, then you have come to the right place. I am your host, coach and life alchemist, Sharin Eskandani, and I have worked with thousands of people showing them how to create their dream lives while also living their dream lives. This podcast is where mindset, mindfulness, and manifestation meet. Together, we're going to release limiting beliefs, put your dreams into motion, all while prioritizing your ease, rest, and joy. Let's do this, love. Hi, love. Welcome to Wholehearted Coaching, the podcast. This is where we take a deeper dive into my Mindset Monday post, which you can read on Instagram at Wholehearted Coaching. Or if you want to go even deeper into this week's episode and get my free weekly journal prompts, sign up for my email list and you'll be able to explore the topics we're talking about in this episode even further. You can do that in the show notes or by heading to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com. And if you're interested in working with me, whether that's one-on-one in one of my group programs or one of my transformational courses, you can head to my website, wholehearted-coaching.com slash offerings to find out more. And of course, you can also head to the show notes and all of this information will be waiting for you there. All right, love, welcome to this week's episode. So this episode is a special episode for all the worriers out there. You know, those of us who worry when things are difficult, we worry when things are great. We just like to worry. Honestly, this episode is for everyone. I know that we all worry, and I know that right now the state of the world is causing a lot of worry. I right now am going through my own personal worries, and I'll share some of those throughout this episode, but I wanted to take some time to talk about worry. And this episode is me really telling you that what I talk about on this podcast I'm practicing it alongside you. I am a worrier. I really find that my first tendency when things get difficult is to worry. And so I want you to know that what we're exploring today are themes and topics that I'm exploring. The tools that I'm sharing with you are tools that I use that I have found help me so much. This is all a practice. You know, I always say practice makes practice. Practice does not make perfect, especially when it comes to topics around our growth and healing and wellness. So today's episode is about how we can change our relationship with worry, why we worry, and why worry shows up in our lives, what it's actually trying to do. Before we get into the episode, I want to remind you that if you are listening live, the doors to my 12-month membership, The Alchemy Collective, are open until January 28th. The door is open seasonally to my membership, and the Alchemy Collective is all about showing you how to become your own leader and healer, how to reclaim your agency in your self-growth journey. Every month, we go deep into a topic that is in service of your growth and healing, topics like worth and fear and self-love and dreaming and boundaries. And as part of the collective, you get three group coaching calls a month, a private monthly podcast, private journal prompts. You get these incredible somatic practices like breath work, meditation, tapping, 
because healing is 360, right? We don't just heal through thinking things through, but really allowing our bodies to let go. You also get access to Inner Compass, the course for free, and so much more. If you want to find out about the collective, head to wholehearted-coaching.com slash alchemy, or you can also go to the show notes. If you want to get a sneak peek at what we do in the collective, check out last week's episode on worth. That was a sneak peek into what our private podcast in the collective looks like. The topics we explore are deep, they're transformative, and they change lives. So if you want to spend the next year with me and an incredible community, becoming the most true version of yourself, becoming that version of yourself who prioritizes their dreams, their desires, and who really prioritizes themselves, then check out the Alchemy Collective. That's where you're going to find more support, more guidance, and more accountability on your self-growth journey. Again, doors close on January 28th. If you're listening live, you have one more week to join us. You can find info in the show notes or head to wholehearted-coaching.com slash alchemy. All right, let's get into this week's Mindset Monday. It reads, Worry is a trance that makes you believe the more you do it, the less you'll have of it. But worry is infinite love. Worry is the thousands of imagined scenarios and possible outcomes that steal your joy, ease, and peace. Worry is just a myth. So, I have a very complicated relationship with worry. I worry a lot. And a lot of the reason why I turned to mindfulness and mindset was because of this. No, it's exactly why I turned to it. My mind, left to its own accord, is just steeped in worry. And it can just go off and imagine so many scenarios and outcomes and possibilities. And it can exhaust and overwhelm me. And right now, I'm not going to go into the details of it, but I have something that I've been planning for quite some time. It's supposed to happen this summer. And I'm unsure if it's going to happen because of the state of the world, because of the whole panini of it all. And I'm worrying all the time about this event. All the time, whether it's going to happen, whether I should be looking into something, whether I should be doing something around it. and. I have been steeped in so much worry, and I know that a lot of us have been steeped in a lot of worry, whether it's because of what's happening in the world, whether it's because of what's happening in your family, in your community, or just whether it's something so closely personal to you. We all go through states of overwhelming worry, and I wanted to take some time right now to really talk about worry. So I want to share a story with you, and it's one about my husband, and I asked him if I can share the story. But for me, it's actually really made me think so, so much about worry. So my husband is learning how to swim. He, he knows how to swim, but he's not a great swimmer. Like, he knows this. He's not a great swimmer. And one of his intentions for the new year is to become a better swimmer. I love to swim. And whenever we go on vacation, I'm like a dolphin. I'm just in the water spouting up water, just frolicking around. And my husband, he's totally chill. He's usually reading a book or he's exploring 
the more shallow parts of the water. And on one of our trips, I was out kind of in a deeper area of the water, but my husband's got a few more inches on me. So he thought he would come and join me, thinking that he would be fine. He could reach the bottom of the ocean. And as he was walking towards me, all of a sudden, as an ocean does, this happens, the water got far more deep than he thought. And he panicked. You know, that's what happens. We panic, we get worried. And he started to flail his arms and push and force. And, and the more and more he did that, he started to sink, right? He, he was flailing literally water into his eyes and into his mouth and into his nose. And he was flailing and flailing and flailing. And all of a sudden, thankfully, he was only a few feet away from shallow water. This incident and watching my husband learn about swimming makes me think so much about worry and life. Any swimmer knows that if you want to actually float, if you want to have an easeful time swimming, the less you force, the less you push, the less you flail, the easier it is. And so it is with our lives. Right now, the waters are really turbulent. It's like wave after wave of things. And the more we flail, the more we push and force, it almost seems like we are submerging in these waters. I feel like I'm submerging. You know, the word overwhelm? Whelm actually means to be submerged. We are overwhelmed. We are drowning in our worries. So right now, I've been thinking so much about how can I create a sense of ease? How can I float on this wave that life is presenting me? And I think that's what's really coming up for me. The more I worry, actually, it feels like I am drowning, right? I'm thinking of all of these unimagined scenarios. I'm thinking of all of these possible outcomes. But I don't know what's going to happen six months from now for this event. I just don't know. So I want to share with you what I am doing to navigate my worry. But first, I want to talk about worry. You know, worry is like a trance. And it's a really sneaky, sneaky trance because it makes us think that it's protecting us. Right? Worry makes us think that the more we worry, the more we'll be on top of it, the more we'll know what we're doing, the more we will figure it out. But if you have ever worried, which we all have, we know that worry doesn't make us more on top of things. It doesn't make us feel more ready. It just makes us feel stressed and overwhelmed and exhausted. But it's tricky, right? Because it really makes us think that it's protecting us, it's helping us. And that's why I always say, oh, this is a trance. Worry is a trance. One of the phrases I say to clients often with worry is, is the worry making you work harder? Or is the worry making the work harder? Meaning, is worry actually making you better at solving this problem? Or is it actually getting in the way of it all? And honestly, most of the time, it is getting in the way of it all. You know, when I am trying to figure something out, whether it is something creative, 
whether it's something professional or personal, when I am in a state of worry, it's like running a marathon through mud with like weights attached to me, right? It is difficult. It is tough. And some of the things, some of the challenges that we are facing right now, some of the questions that we need to answer right now, they are really tough and difficult and challenging. And love, let me tell you, the worry is not helping us. It is just hindering us. Worry is the thief of creativity. Worry is the thief of connection. Worry is the thief of joy. It is the thief of presence and calm. Worry is a thief. That is what it is. You know, but the truth is, is that worry doesn't want to be such a dick. I'm telling you, like it doesn't. Worry is trying to protect us in its own convoluted way, in its own manipulative type of way. Worry is actually worried. It is so worried. And it's trying to protect you. But really what it does is it just overwhelms you and exhausts you. And it makes you almost sometimes incapacitated. Like, you're like, I can't, I can't even deal with this. I'm not even gonna deal with it. I'm just gonna go lay on the couch and watch, you know, Netflix forever, which is also cool too. Okay, there's lots of great programming on Netflix. But (laughs) at a certain point, we have to be able to face our worry, not give into it, not become submerged by it, not run from it, but be able to float. Float among all of it. For me, something that has really helped is having some compassion for my worry. I'm going to talk about some steps we can take to face our worry. But for me, and maybe for you, my relationship with worry began when I was really young. So I've said this on the podcast many times, but my family immigrated to Canada from Iran when I was quite young. And we immigrated from Iran because there was a war happening. We immigrated quite quickly, and we immigrated to a country in which we didn't know a lot of people. And I think, for me, that's when worry became almost a default. I don't want to say worry became my mother tongue, because I've said this before, but I believe joy is our mother tongue. But worry almost becomes this learned language, and we become so fluent in it that we forget what our true language, our true mother tongue is. So worry to me as a young girl was this protective mechanism. And this has really helped me so much when I navigate this journey with my worry of really understanding it's coming from this really young place, from this place of being scared, from this place of not understanding, from this place of not knowing, from this place of of just trying to make sense of it all. And trying to make sure that I never feel the pain that I felt when we immigrated, when we left my family. So it's not that you need to know exactly where your worry comes from. But if you can see if you can find a worry story. Where did my worry start? Where did I learn that worry is the language that I need to know? Where did that come from? That can really help. But we can still have compassion for things that we don't fully understand, right? But this for me has been so helpful and so key in navigating when my worry shows up. When my worry shows up, I think, oh, okay, 
This is that young, scared girl. Let me hold space for her. Let me be kind to her. I can understand why she's worried. So this is what I've been doing lately when it comes to my worry. This is what allows me to feel afloat. You know, if being overwhelmed means being submerged, what is the life preservers that we can use in those moments? One, become clear, become aware of when you are in those states of absolute worry. You know, sometimes we don't realize. Sometimes we don't realize that we are in that trance of worry. So I say this often in the podcast, but become aware of the symptoms of when you're in that trance of worry. For me, it's overthinking, it's getting distracted, it's becoming fixated on certain topics and subjects that I know I can't fix in the moment. So becoming aware of when you're in that trance. And when you're in the trance, name it. Say, oh, okay, I'm in the trance of worry. And then what I've started to do is to ask myself a question that I saw on Instagram, and I love this. Someone shared what their therapist had said to them in a session. The therapist said to them, do you have enough information to actually figure this out right now? And I love that question, right? Because it's like, okay, well, do I actually have enough information to right now figure this out, to solve this? And if the answer is yes, I have some information, then what are the steps that I can take to address this issue, right? So we can take some action there. But if the answer is no, I don't have enough information to actually figure this out, then I go to the deeper work, the internal work, right? The first question, which is, do I have enough information to actually figure this out? This is a practical way to deal with worry. Now let's get into the spiritual ways, the emotional ways of navigating our worry. So when I realize, actually, no, I don't have enough information. So this event in the summer, I don't have enough information, and I probably won't for another five or six months. I won't, right? So in those moments, I really connect with my worry in a compassionate and loving way, and I start to ask it questions. I ask the worry what are you afraid of? And I know sometimes the world say, well, I'm really afraid these things are going to happen and I really want it to happen and it has to happen like this. No, no, no. But what are you really afraid of? What? And keep on asking the what are you really afraid of until you get to the core of it all. Asking the worry, what are you protecting me from? What kind of pain are you protecting me from? And then asking the worry, what do you desire most deeply? What do you need and crave? And sometimes the answers will be really clear. Sometimes they won't. But more often than not, our worry just wants to be seen and heard. Our worry just wants to have some space to express itself. You know, when you're in that state of worry and it's just like chatter, there's chatter in your head. It's like your mind is just full of thoughts. That's worry trying to get your attention but it's getting it in all the wrong ways, right? And what it really needs is space and time to be heard and seen, right? Kind of like I use this analogy often with with kids, right? When kids are demanding something, right? If we ignore them or if we get angry at them, they become louder or they become more reactive. But if we get down to their level 
and actually really speak to them in a really respectful and compassionate and kind and understanding way. We can gain so much more wisdom and they become more calm. And so it is with our reactive parts like worry. Really getting down to its level and really telling it that it is seen, that you understand it, and that you can hold space and compassion for it. And letting it know that once you do have more information, you'll figure it out. Doing this right now, using these tools with the scenario that I've been talking about, I really have come to find that when I ask the questions and when I sit with the worry, underneath it all is just a lot of sadness. A lot of sadness that we are in the situation we're in. And even though I don't have, of course, all the information, but that certain things may be a possibility in this circumstance. Sorry I have to be so vague about it, but uh, I promise that uh, once this event happens, this is what I'm really manifesting, I'll let you know. I'll let you know what it was. But for me, I can really understand that the worry is trying to distract me from the sadness. And so I'm sitting with the sadness more. And I'm telling myself that once I have more information, I will figure it out. Now listen, does this answer the question of what's going to happen? No. But it lets us float. It lets us glide on the water. Because life is constantly going to have waves. Constantly. And if we keep pushing against them, if we keep flailing and forcing, we are just going to drown in those waters. Like my husband, who was literally, right, when he was flailing, he was flailing water into his own mouth. He was making himself drown, okay? It wasn't the sea. (laughs) And that's what it's like with our worry. We're just flailing water, salt water into our own mouths. And I get it. I do the same thing. But love, this is about floating. And boy, oh boy, do we need to float right now. Boy, oh boy, do we need our life preservers. So these are some things you can practice. And other life preservers can be more simple things, right? If you don't have the time to go deep, when you catch yourself in the trance of worry, taking a breath. When you catch yourself in the trance of worry, going for a walk, taking a nap, calling that friend who you know is not going to give in to your worry, but it's just going to hold space for your worry. Find your life preserver's love when you cannot float. My husband loves a good noodle. Find your noodle, okay? (laughs) So love, I get it. I am worried. You are worried. We have every right to be worried. But we can have a new relationship with our worry so that it doesn't steal our joy, our presence, our ease. But instead, we can hold space for it, gather some wisdom for it, have some compassion for it, And then when the time is right, find the answer, create the solution. So, as we end this podcast, I want you to think of one thing that's really resonating with you from this episode. And we're going to take a deep breath in and out. And I want you to just reflect on that one thing. So taking a deep breath in and out. And a reminder that the door is closed to the Alchemy Collective on January 28th. So if you're listening live, you have a few more days to join us. If you want to spend the next year with me 
an incredible community in service of your growth, your healing, in service of your dreams, love. I hope you will check out the Alchemy Collective. If you are a fan of the podcast, I know you will love the collective. It's really about going deep into a lot of the topics we talk about here on the podcast, and you have more support, guidance, and accountability. So the information is in the show notes, or you can head to wholehearted-coaching.com slash alchemy. Again, you have until January 28th to join us. Until next week, love, I'll talk to you then. Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend, subscribe or follow where you love listening most. And if you haven't yet, leave a review. You can do this on Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Podchaser, or Podcast Addict. Until next week, love.